You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about a study coming out of Denmark, the land of the Little Mermaid, talking about the increased risk of depression and anxiety and other mental health disorders when you're on hormonal contraceptives. Now, we have two old episodes dealing with female contraceptives. Way back in episode 42, we talked about the title of 21 Killer Reasons to Get Off Hormonal Contraceptives. And also, episode 112 was about the dangers of the IUD, which is the intrauterine device that goes up into the, the cervix. And we talked about uh, copper toxicity and PMDD and other side effects from that. So those are two great primers that would be great to listen to prior or in addition to this episode. Now, why did I choose this one? I like women. Look, I, I like female health. And I know in, in recent past, some of the episodes might be considered uh, casting aspersions on females, like the one I did on Foodie Call, and being a hoe increases your infidelity or increases your chances of mental health problems and so forth. So I, I don't want to be mischaracterized, and I have it on social media or anything like that, but I like doing a lot of women's health. And if you go through the whole breadth of the 200-and-something episodes that we have, most of them are probably more female-centric than male-centric. But I do care about female health, and I am not a big proponent of hormonal contraceptives because they are big pharma, and they are a type of drug. And unlike the types of drugs that I, I, I am more okay with, which would be acute situations or situations that uh, you need to take a drug or you'll die, um, the pill is certainly not one of them, especially for younger kids, for teenagers who are on them. So we're going to read and glean off of a study here. A large Danish study links contraceptive use to the risk of depression. Aside from the pesky side effects like nausea and headaches and more, hormonal contraceptives are generally considered quite safe and effective. But researchers recently identified a heightened risk of an unintended consequence, depression. And Lord knows we have enough depression as it is. Uh, we, we've done a couple episodes on biohacking uh, depression. I think we have one really early on. But I know episode 182 is natural biohacks to decrease your, your chances of getting depression. So... We like to use natural remedies like, like for example, just for general depression, just to do a quick recap here. We like exercise and 
making sure you're eating well because sugar we know affects your mood. Having knowing having a good strong microbiome, having a good like balance of prebiotics probiotics is also important because we know serotonin is produced there. We know being around people, talking to people is important. Being out in nature is important. Uh, these are all like kind of natural easy remedies for depression. But let's continue here because we're focusing on the pill. A study published in JAMA Psychiatry, which is a very respectable, if not the most respectable journal in the world, the Journal of the American Medical Association, found women using hormonal contraceptives face a higher rate of developing depression and using antidepressants than women who do not use the drugs. Oral contraceptives that combine two key hormones, a type typically widely used by Americans, Increase woman's rate of taking antidepressants by 50%. 50. You're taking antidepressants. And that is just a, a whole box of problems, a Pandora's box of problems, once you start taking antidepressants, which we'll talk about at the end. Among teens using these contraceptives, the rate nearly doubled. All right, because we don't want teenagers taking these things. Links between hormonal contraceptives and depressions have been raised in the past, but this Danish study is among the largest to date. More than 1 million women will, one million, were tracked over a 10-year period through a national database. The participants, all aged between 15 and 34, so they're all in prime reproductive age, did not suffer from major mental health disorders when the study began. Did not. The researchers collected data regarding women's use of several types of contraceptives, as well as when they first used their antidepressants or received a depression diagnosis. The oral options studied were progestin-only contraception, which consists of a compound that mimics the hormone progesterone, and the combination contraceptives, which work by combining progestin with estrogen. Both prevent pregnancy by stopping ovulation or egg production, thickening the lining of the cervix to make it harder for sperm to get into the uterus, and thinning the lining of the uterus to help stop eggs from implanting there. Okay, so there's a lot of good stuff there. So progesterone, progesterone is fake progesterone. Progesterone is made by the ovary, and it's, it's commonly seen in the second half of the cycle. And the job of progesterone, the job of estrogen in terms of like making the egg is to like, it's like the claw from Toy Story, right? It, 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 every month the ovary picks an egg and then cooks it and gets it ready. And the estrogen is what cooks it essentially and gets it ready based on the hormones received from the pituitary gland. But after ovulation, estrogen... Uh, declines quickly, and progesterone is the, the 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 second hormone that kicks in and increases. And the job of progesterone, among other things, is to thicken the lining of the uterus so the baby can implant, the, the zygote can implant. So lots of times, if women have a history of a miscarriage, maybe their progesterone levels are low. Uh, the other thing they talk about combination contraceptive. So it mentions like the how contraceptives work. So it either stops ovulation or thickening of the lining of the cervix. So what some people don't know is that many types of the hormonal contraceptives are abortifacients. Now, a lot of you don't really care because you might be pro-choice, but for you pro-life people, you could be conceiving and making a child, and then that child, which was conceived in the fallopian tubes, it's traveling down the uterus. Imagine it has little hands, 
little claws and it gets to the uterus but it can't it can't cling on to the the typical thick lining of the uterus which is done by progesterone because the hormonal contraceptive has kind of scarred and skinned out uh, the endometrium of the uterus and so the baby can't cling on and then it gets flushed out so for those of you who are concerned about you know you might be essentially conceiving a child and then I theoretically aborting the child just know that and so if you are on hormonal contraceptives which of course i don't really recommend that you are on them uh, make sure you talk to your doctor and see because if you have an issue with that maybe it's better to get the ones where you just stop ovulating even though that seems completely counter-natural right i'm going to take a drug that's going to stop me from releasing eggs but either way you know it's your body right while birth control pills benefit women in many ways, Dr. Ovin Lidegaard, clinical professor in obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Copenhagen and co-authored the study, said patients and doctors should be informed of the side effects shown in this research. First of all, I would say that all the doctors that you go to, your OBGYN, should already know the side effects of hormonal contraceptives. And we'll talk about what some of the side effects are. But it's not like they should be surprised. They should all know this is your, your cash cow. It's like going to Planned Parenthood and them not knowing how to do an abortion. OBGYNs, what's their main job? Pap smears and you know passing out hormonal contraceptives. They got to know how to do those things really well. Quote, we have to realize among all the benefits, external hormones also may have side effects and the risk of depression is one of them, says Lettigard. And we have to manage our clients, younger and older, about what kind of contraceptions they can have that have the most benefit. But Dr. Cora Bruner, a Seattle pediatrician and chair of the Committee on the Adolescents for the National Academy of Pediatrics, cautions against overreacting to the study. Oh, you know, she's been bought off by Big Pharma. You know, she's getting some handouts. She noted that most women use hormonal contraceptives with no mental health effects and said she sees patients who seek contraceptives to help regulate their moods. Regular access to contraceptives enables women to regulate their menstrual cycles with precision, she said. Well, look, there's natural family planning, which is just as effective, but either way. And although the drug presents certain risks, the benefits of birth control trump the risk of the alternatives. An unintended and unwanted pregnancy far outweighs all the other side effects that occur from a contraceptive, quote, she said. Well, I mean, that is just a loaded statement right there. Which we'll cover at the end there. The funny thing I think about what she says is that she thinks that she said that she noted most women use hormonal contraceptives with no mental health effects. Well, this studied studied a million people, a million, and I don't think anecdotally you've seen a million people in your office. In Denmark, more than forty percent of the women in the reproductive prime use some form of hormonal contraception. Wow, I'm surprised it's only forty. I thought it'd be over there, like eighty percent. Lidegaard said. That'd be way higher. 16% of the American women aged 15 to 44 take oral contraceptive. Another 7% use a long-acting contraceptive. And more than 4% get a shot from the doctor or using a vaginal ring or a patch, according to the CDC. Wow. Wow. 16% are on the pill? And then another seven are using something long-acting, like probably the IUD. So according to this, only 29% of the women are on hormonal contraceptives. I, I could be wrong. I mean, that, that number seems pretty low to me. According to the study, among 15 and 19-year-old females, those taking oral combination birth control pills, were diagnosed with depression at a 70% higher rate than non-users. 
Teenagers. We, we already know teenagers have the highest rate of depression, largely because breakup of the family, uh, social media usage, which is devastating for teenagers. And now you throw in, uh, let's just put you on the pill to regulate your period or to help you with your mood or because you're now you're sexually active. And now let's just throw in depression. Now, oh, you know what? And, and, and if you call in now, we'll give you uh, an antidepressant, right? Because a lot of these people get on antidepressants, which is horrible. Antidepressants are horrible for most people. Progestin-only birth controls created even higher rates of depression and antidepressant use. Yeah, those are the ones that are using the fake progesterone. Oral forms of the drug doubled the use of antidepressants among young women. Intrauterine devices like Mirena nearly tripled the number of depression diagnosis and antidepressant use among the study's younger participants. So Mirena, there's Paragard and Mirena. If you go back to episode 130 or yeah, 132, the one we did on IUDs. So Mirena is an IUD which is coded in progestin. So it's like a hormonal contraceptive IUD. So it's like double double duty there with problems, potential problems. Uh, and if you're curious about uh, IUDs, like some of you women might be in IUDs after you've had your kids and you have no problems. But if you're ever interested, just go to a Facebook group like like a Paragard Facebook group, Paragard Dangers. And you can see photos of women who've pulled out their IUDs because of copper toxicity and because they got PMDD. And it just makes them crazy, just mood swings, raging and all that. And as soon as they took that out, boom, it went away because they were having copper overload. But it's interesting. So the IUD women who who are the, the the women who are on IUDs that are coded in these hormonal contraceptives triple the amount of depressants, antidepressants, and depression. Littergard said the strong effects of birth controls among the younger cohort could be connected to unstable hormone levels caused by puberty. Yeah, so maybe we shouldn't be giving these kids those those types of hormonal contraceptives. Women in that age group have already experienced dramatic hormone changes due to their adolescence, Littergard said. When such dramatic changes occur, women are more sensitive not just to hormonal changes, but to other experiences in their life. Yeah, it's a tough time, tumultuous time in adolescence. This study is the latest addition to growing body of literature suggesting women's contraceptive use may have an association with mood disorders. One small 2012 study connected oral combination contraceptives with changes in emotional brain reactivity among women who had previously experienced adverse side effects to the drug. Another article published in 2003 found changes in estrogen levels could cause bouts of depression among at-risk women. And two separate studies found adverse mood swings among women taking progesterone as part of hormone therapy. That's another issue, right? If it, afterwards, at menopause, you're going through hormone replacement. I mean, how many of those drugs have been linked to cancer? Oh, it's 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 a pain, right? You got to get those bioidentical hormones, right? Those are the those are the key. Get some testosterone in there too to make sure you don't lose your sex drive. I mean, look, guys, it's it's tough on women, right? You got all these hormones, these sex hormones, and then all of a sudden, a, a perimenopause, menopause, they go away, and then you know, since you're not ovulating, and then you lose them all, and then you start losing your feminine traits. It's tough. It's tough to be a woman, right? In that regard, Dr. Christopher Caleb, associate professor of psychiatry at the University of South Florida, a member of the Academy of Childhood and Adolescent Psychiatry, said he notices psychological changes among some of his female patients after they started taking birth control. Because the doctors prescribing these drugs may not be aware of these types of side effects and may not be skilled in mental health issues, they may not be meeting the needs of their patients. How do these doctors not know? How do they not know? 
how, I think it's incumbent upon every doctor, especially if you're an OBGYN, and you're, you're, it's, it's not like you're giving out antipsychotics. It's not like I expect you to know the side effects of, you know, Abilify. But if you, your job is essentially just passing out or hormonal contraceptives like, you know, like Pez candy, like Skittles, how do you not know the side effects? How do you not know them? Oh my God. They might not be aware of the side effects. Read the freaking inserts every morning. Why don't you just post it on the wall of your office? Because you know a lot of people coming in are going to be putting, be put on some hormonal contraceptives and just tell them straight out, look, these are the risks. Do you want to be put on them? I understand if you don't. These doctors don't know. Quote, I don't think we really know all the implications of the way that it affects behavior, Caleb said. Yeah. Like Caleb, Littegaard, who's the co-author of the study, the Million Women Study, said his findings signal a need for health providers to be more aware of possible connections between different systems in the body, like depression and the use of contraceptives. Doctors should inform women considering birth control of depression as a possible side effect of the drug. He said, the information allows women to make decisions about their contraceptive options that are based on their holistic health. Hey, not just one symptom. All right. Yeah, that's true. Quote, hormonal contraception should be considered in context to all the benefits and all the risks. And this is just one of them. All right, let's finish up here. Bon- So what's my takeaway here? A couple of takeaways. Ladies, you know, there probably is not a lot of 16-year-olds, 19-year-olds listening to this podcast. Uh, if you're going to take your, your daughter to get hormonal contraceptives for whatever reason, acne, or you just don't want them to get pregnant, look, it's incumbent on you and it's incumbent on your, on your daughter to read these read the inserts, right? Because if what else do we know about the, the, the dangers of hormonal contraceptives? Go back to that episode, but just sum off the top of my head. Higher risk of blood clots. Right of having embolisms, especially if you smoke, but just a, a general higher rate. I mean, every year we hear these stories in the newspaper. Twenty-one-year-old co-ed from the University of Ohio died of a blood clot. Why? She was on hormonal contraceptives. We know that it does increase your chances of getting breast cancer. I mean, it even says it in the inserts. Now, depending on the birth control pill or hormonal contraceptive, it'll say studies show that it might increase the chances. Other ones, it says straight out they will increase the chances. So those those are two issues. Now we know weight gain can be another one, right? We know nausea, abdominal discomfort to the point where women get off of these pills because it, it makes them feel like crap. And then you throw in dep- depression, also decreased libido, right? Which is which is ironic, right? You want to get on the pill so I guess you can have you know more sex, and then you're just not in the mood. You're not in the mood. So the big the big two ones there for me, I guess three really would be the cancer, the clots, and and the depression. And these are all issues that you need to tackle. We don't want to get on antidepressants for a variety of reasons. We know antidepressants, classic, classic adverse effects. Read the answers to there. High rate of suicide. High rate of suicide. High rate of homicide. Right? And then depression, anxiety, high rate of anxiety. So let's just put you on a benzo, right? Uh, you have higher rate of weight gain. I mean, there's just, 
issues with antidepressants. The other big issue with antidepressants is that they're hard to wean off of. Very hard. We have that episode. We have the episode, are, are antidepressants causing school shootings? I think that's around episode 110. You might want to check that one out. But we have another episode where we cover how, and maybe, maybe it's the episode on Xanax. Xanax and common, combining Xanax with alcohol. But on one of them, we talk about both the antidepressants and the benzos, like uh, Xanax, Ativan, Clonopin, how it's very hard to get off of them. And so when people try to wean off antidepressants, and you know, there's different types. There's the SNRIs, SSRIs, you know, the tricyclics. When people try to get off of them, the side effects are worse than the, the side effects of being on them. And so people try to get off the antidepressants and the anxiolytic drugs, and they're like, man, I can't handle this. These side effects are horrible. So they just stay on them forever. And even though they don't want to be on it, but the side effects are so bad. And then they go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, you didn't know that the, it's hard to get off of them. The withdrawal is so bad. When we gave it to you, when you came in, when you said you were a little down from you know watching Stranger Things or something like that, I mean... It, it, 70% of Americans get their, their psychiatric drugs or, or psychoactive drugs, whatever you want to call them, um, from OBGYNs and from family doctors who know practically nothing about pharmacology, right? But they're more convenient avenues uh, to access, right? You're going to go see your, your OBGYN for pap smears every year or whatever, and they're like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm a little down. You know, I watched Game of Thrones last season and it sucked. Well, you know, here's, here's a prescription for Prozac, and then you start taking Prozac, and then after a little while, when you realize Game of Thrones is just a freaking show, and it should—you know—your whole world should revolve around it. You want to get off of it, and then you start having the shakes and the electrical feelings going down your legs, and all these crazy side effects you're trying to get off. And you're like, "Uh, yeah, I guess I'm on this drug for 50 years now." So, guys, let's not get on antidepressants. Let's use natural biohacks to remedy mild depression. Now, seriously, if you have like major depression, go get go get help. But the link between birth control and antidepressants is serious. Now, let's talk about birth control. So we know they all have side effects. Now, the lady mentioned, well, you know, you got to weigh the pros and cons, and then unwanted pregnancy is, you know, worse than the side effects. I mean, look, depending on your age, an unwanted pregnancy, you know, how many how many babies conceived in a marriage or, you know, nowadays when no one's getting married, you know, the out-of-wedlock illegitimacy rate is around 50% now. So, anyways, long-term coupling, how many how many babies were, like, uh, created on purpose? Lots of times they're accidentally conceived and then the people still have the children. So, it's a, I don't like that to this this maligning of unwanted pregnancies because not all of them are, are bad or turn out bad. But either way, Let's let's not focus on the abortion issue of unwanted pregnancy. Let's just focus on hormonal contraceptives. There are ways for you to regulate and control your fertility without being on these quote toxic drugs. Now, yes, you can use condoms. Um, you can use, you know, a diaphragm if you could still find diaphragms. You could use the uh, the sperma the the spermicide foams. You can still find those at grocery stores where you shoot them into the vagina. I mean, you could certainly use those, but when it comes to non-hormonal or non-IUD or non-implants, because the implants, the shot, they're all the same drugs, okay? So let's take those away. You have natural family planning, and I've mentioned natural family planning in episode 21. 
Natural family planning is, is highly effective. The, the only issue with natural family planning is that in that fertile window, and depending on how virile your, your man's sperm is, five to seven days, you know, and, and if you regulate your cycle, and, and remember, the, the apps that track your, your cycle are not effective. They are not effective because every woman ovulates on a different day. Now, most women will ovulate around day 14, so their fertile window is around day 7 to day 14, depending on if their guy is smoking too much pot or, or is uh, you know, exposing themselves to all these hormone disruptors. But let's just say day, day 9 to day 14. Okay, that is your fertile window, but not every woman ovulates on the 14th day. But you need to track your cycle. And so what you do is you got to check the, the secretion coming out of the vagina. That's how you know when you're ovulating. And this is how you can accidentally or theoretically get pregnant on your period or at the end of your cycles because maybe for that month you threw out an extra egg around day 9 or day 24 of your cycle. That's how you can get pregnant. But most of the time women will only throw out one egg a month and it's around the 14th day. But you can't be sure using the apps because the apps aren't checking your vaginal secretions or the increase in your body temperature or the subtle way your waist narrows and your hips widen and all these things like that that show that you're ovulating. And so you need to check your vaginal secretion. So when your vaginal secretion is like egg yolky, very stretchy, that's how you know you're ovulating and that you, you should have sex if you want to have a baby or you shouldn't have sex if you don't want to have a baby. But with natural family planning, it's pretty effective if you know when you're ovulating. So if you do ovulate on the 14th day, then afterwards, you can, from day 15 to the first day of your period and really through your period, you can have unprotected sex because you're not ovulating. The only issue with natural family planning is that you know there's that five to seven day window where you're going to have to either refrain from having vaginal sex or you're you're going to have to use a condom or, or whatever, something else, the sponge to go back to Seinfeld. Uh, in Elaine and Seinfeld, if she was she would date guys and she was running out of the sponge and then she'd be like, I don't know if you're sponge worthy. And then you'll have to use a, a, a backup form. So look, I'm not necessarily saying all you women need to get off of the pill and then later on Gregory got pregnant. Well, look, takes two to tango. If you're on natural family planning, you don't have to worry about all these bad side effects that come from hormonal contraceptives. You don't have to worry about them. But you do have to practice self-restraint when you're on natural family planning and not have sex during that fertile window. If you can do that or use a backup alternative, natural family planning is quite effective and it, it purges you from all these side effects of the pill. Now, if you want to be on the pill and hormonal contraceptives, okay, then just be aware of the side effects. And I would just I would just kind of exhort you not to go down that cascading effect of drugs. So if you do go on the pill and you notice you're getting depressed because the study says, you know, it's 50%, 75%, especially higher in, in the teenagers, then like, okay, then then like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling depressed. So here are my options. Either get off the pill or take an antidepressant or use natural biohacks to remedy your depression. Because once you're on the antidepressants, then you might have anxiety. And then you're going to be put on Ativan. And that right there, now you're on three drugs and you're only like 22 years old. And we want to be a 40-year-old person who's on no drugs. We want to be a 70-year-old person who's taking no prescription drugs, meaning that you don't have diabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension, arthritis, and all the, all the other reasons they want to put us on drugs, excessive armpit sweating, which I mentioned in our previous episode. So our, our goal really is to be like 75 years old and be on no drugs. 
So as with all these episodes, guys, just be knowledgeable of the side effects of drugs if you're going to be on them. Make a decision, an informed decision, and stick with it. And or just don't worry about hormonal contraceptives and just use natural family planning. That way you don't have to worry about these drugs at all. All right, guys, last thing. Of course, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles that I have there. Go check out the two other podcast feeds, The Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We've been cranking out episodes there. Patchouli, rose, uh, eucalyptus. I mean, how many do we have in this time? We're just rolling those puppies out. So go check that out. Confessions of an obese child. I had one on, was it easier to be fat in the 80s or now? That was in honor of Stranger Things debut on the 4th of July. Please donate money to our Patreon account. Click on the link on the episode now to donate while you can. I need the money, honestly. I do need the money. Click on the Amazon links. Go to the the food recipes. When you go to the main site, Naturopathic Earth, click on the food recipes. And then every food recipe has a little Amazon picture of an item you can buy for that certain recipe. Click on that. You get to Amazon. And then go search dresses, jewelry, whatever you want to buy. And anything you buy, we get a 2% commission, no expense to you. They don't raise the price or anything like that. It's just a way to refer business to Amazon as if Amazon needs any more business. Also, I have a one-on-one coaching site through Clarity. Click on the link on the episode notes. If any of you want one-on-one coaching about talking about toxins in your food or about weight loss, weight management, contact me through there. It's $1 a minute, guys. It's pretty cheap, $1 a minute. Go buy Confessions of an Obese Child on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook for $2.99. That's another way to support me. If you want to know and read some humorous stories about what it was like to grow up fat and then how I lost my weight. And the last thing, guys, please subscribe. It takes you two seconds. Share these episodes and these podcast channels to your friends. Post them on social media and post an honest review. Until next time, take care. God bless. Enjoy all the vitamin D and certainly don't be using sunscreen. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs>